0: Good morning. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) How are you? All good? I hope so. I am. Um, I've got a very busy day ahead of me because it is Tuesday. I'm at work, or will be at work later. Um, No time to do anything else. Oh my goodness me. However... um, I do have a very, well, lots of things. We've got days of the month. We've got the next two questions of our quiz. We've got an experiment that you can try at home. We've got our fun fact and we've got our um, impossible question. <gasps> My goodness me, and a story as well. Deary me. <laughs> so what shall we start off with? Shall we start off with the next two questions in our quiz i think so right so we've got question three and question four in our winnie the pooh themed quiz again so question three is all characters all of the characters in winnie the pooh are animals except for one who is that? Hmm. I thought they were all animals. <laughs> and question four: Who is the only girl character? Hmm. Will that get you thinking? Or do you know it straight away? Okie dokie. So. We have, well, we have actually, first of all, um, I won't go through the entire list of days yet, but um, we do have an important day today in, um, if you're living in Australia or New Zealand, because today is Anzac Day. So, Anzac Day, um, it, it stands for... Australian and New Zealand Army corps um, so every country has a day that they that commemorates um, those who fight and die to protect their freedom, traditions, and homes so um, Anzac Day represents and uh, the sacrifices that are made by the soldiers of these um these corpse so i'm going to read a little um a little poem okay and especially for anzac day and it's by anthony t hinks the anzac day tradition has meaning for us all and if we listen closely we can hear their mournful calls fighting for the freedom The freedom of this land, fighting for their loved ones on that cold and desolate sand. That is um, to commemorate Anzac Day for all our Australian and New Zealand listeners. Okay, Now, I think we ought to go on to our impossible question next. So, which or what is our impossible question today? It is, how long would it take to go all the way around the world? Wowzers. So, um, <laughs> it's impossible to give you just one answer. It depends who or what is travelling. And how? Astronauts orbiting Earth in the International Space Station zoom all the way around the world in just 90 minutes. But they're flying about 400 kilometres above Earth's surface, travelling almost 8 kilometres every second. Closer to the ground, the big blanket of air around Earth slows a flying object down just like walking through water slows you down. So the fastest flight around the equator, the fattest part of our ball-shaped planet, took 31 hours, 27 minutes and 49 seconds. Oh, oh. that was in a supersonic plane. (laughs) Giant birds called albatrosses have made the same journey in just 46 days. But without jet engines to help, of course, they only have their little wings. Well, big wings. Down on Earth's surface, both humans and animals move even more slowly. (laughs) Walking around the planet would take almost a year, even if it was possible to walk non-stop without toilet breaks or sleep, which is not Most people would use some kind of vehicle and the distance then travelled depends on where their journey starts and ends. The very first circumnavigation, which means journey around the world, was by ship and took three years. That voyage happened 500 years ago. Boats today are a lot faster. The fastest ever boat trip around the world took just 40 days, 23 hours and 30 minutes. That's only, if you think about that, that's only six days less than an albatross takes without any power, only its own wings. Dear me. So. People like to break records so we can expect even speedier journeys in the future. Perhaps you will make one yourself. But don't worry if you'd rather stay put. Earth is constantly spinning on its axis. So just by sitting still, you actually travel all the way around the centre of our planet and back to where you started once every 24 hours. So there you go you don't need to run or walk or drive or do anything around the world you do it all the time every day every 24 hours <laughs> anyway oh there we go so i am um doo-doo-doo. uh that is the uh impossible question of the day now um, I'm going to, what am I going to do? I have no idea. I'm um, just making it up as I go along. Um, I am going to, oh, there we go. A, a fun fact. Now this fun fact is, I don't know whether it's a bit yucky or not. I suppose it. it's good. It's very interesting. <laughs> so let's find out. It's about spe- oh God, I can't even say it. Sea spiders. There we go. Don't know what's wrong with me today. I can't speak properly. Speak. <laughs> no, I've done it again. Sea spiders even um, grow new bottoms. Honestly, it's true. Scientists in Germany have made a surprising discovery. Sea spiders. There you go. I said it right this time are able to regrow their whole bottoms if they get broken off. So it was already known that many arthropods, which are invertebrates with an exoskeleton, can regenerate lost limbs. So if a leg gets chopped off, they can grow it, uh, grow another one. But in a new study, young sea spiders were found to regrow their whole bottoms. And that includes uh, their anus, their muscles and their reproductive organs. Wow! And even those that didn't regrow them survived still, even though they only had no, you know, no bottom half. They still survived by pooing through their mouths, which is a bit yuck, but, you know everybody has to do what they have to do (laughs) to survive um humans and other mammals can only regenerate their skin and their livers but research like this could one day lead to treatments that could help humans regrow lost limbs how awesome is that Well, I think that is really exciting because it's well worth doing, isn't it? Well worth doing research like that if it's going to help the human race. Okay, so that is the fun fact for the day. Now, okay, how do you fancy trying something at home? How do you fancy dusting for fingerprints you could be a detective so all that you need okay so starting off with your own fingerprints all you need is cocoa powder clear sticky tape and some white paper okay so first press your finger onto a smooth hard pale surface such as oh i don't know a white plate If your hands are very clean or dry, use some hand lotion first because that makes them a bit tackier. Sprinkle a little cocoa powder over where you pressed it, over the print. Gently blow the excess powder away, not onto the floor, just gently blow it onto the table. Leaving just the powder stuck to the print. You carefully press a piece of tape over it and then peel it off and then you press the tape onto the white paper and there you have your fingerprint. How awesome is that? Now I will say now try collecting other f- fingerprints left on everyday objects so you could get collect everyone's fingerprints if you wanted Um. Make a little um, card so that you've got, you know, you can name, put names to who the fingerprints belong to. And then if anybody ever, I don't know, commits a crime in your room, you'll know who it was by matching up the fingerprints. But if you are going to try this at home, don't leave cocoa powder all over the place. Okay. Make sure, if you're going to try it at home, you clean up afterwards. We need to clean up our own mess, okay? So, all you need to do is put a little bit of fun card with everybody's names that live in the house. And then you get collect their fingerprints. And then you've got them if they ever commit a crime in your room. Or they ever sneak into your room to touch anything? <laughs> oh, dear me! Um. So there you go. That is something to try at home. My son is loving it. He is. Um. He's collecting. Oh, everybody's um fingerprints, and um. And the reason that I say don't leave cocoa powder everywhere is because he did, and. Uh, it was not acceptable. (laughs) He got into trouble for leaving cocoa powder everywhere. So I don't want you to get into trouble. Right. What day is it today? Well, we know it's Tuesday. We know it's the 25th of April. I was going to say August then. Wished my life away too much. But what other day is it? We also know that it's Anzac Day. What other day is it? it is national telephone day um so today was the day that the telephone was invented to make our lives easier has it made our lives easier i think the telephone has taken over our world um now so it probably has made our life i don't know maybe easier but there was a time When before mobile phones were invented when if you were outside you just couldn't be contacted and you'd go for a walk and it would be lovely because nobody would be able to phone you or ask you where you were or you would just be free to go for a walk with nobody disturbing you and you know your phone not making beepy noises at you because somebody's commented on something or sent you an email or. oh, <gasps> uh, It's nice to be incommunicado sometimes, which means not being able to be contacted. So, um, yes, it has made our lives a lot easier in some ways. But in other ways, I think we rely too much on the telephone. But anyway it's National Telephone Day. It's also National Hug a Plumber Day. Do we have any plumbers listening? Um would be better if you didn't hug them straight after they've done a job, um especially if they've been down your toilet or under your sink or something like that because it could be a bit messy. But um and they could also be a bit smelly if they've been down in the sewer. But um they definitely definitely need a hug because of the work that they do um so yes definitely hug a plumber if you know one um it is world malaria day so malaria is not something very nice it's something um passed on to humans from mosquitoes and it's a very very horrible illness not as bad as it used to be a long long time ago because people used to die from it um, but there are is medication for it now but it's still not very nice um so i think it's just the the day to kind of um make people aware that it's still a problem um national dna day so dna is obviously we're made up of dna so it's uh world penguin day I do love penguins. really, really do love penguins. Um, And National Financial Awareness Day. So, make sure that you're looking after your finances, all your pennies. (laughs) Anyway, how about a story? And this story is called She Never Could Remember. So, um... This is probably um, the same as lots of other children uh, around the world. (laughs) So here goes. I'm home, Mummy, called Pam, flying into the sitting room and flinging her school bag on the table. What's for lunch? Something nice, said her mother. Now hang up your hat and coat and scarf. Where are your gloves? Your hands are cold. Oh, in my pocket, I expect, said Pam. She felt there, Mm, and then in the other pocket, but they weren't there. Oh, Pam, you haven't lost them again, have you? said her mother vexed. It really is too bad of you. That's the third pair this month. Oh dear, I can't think how it is they disappear like that, said Pam. Now listen, said mother. "'I shall sew a little button in each of your pockets "'and sew a tape to each of your gloves, "'and at the other end of the tape I shall make a buttonhole "'so that you can button your gloves into your pockets, "'and then they won't be lost.' "'But the tape will show Mummy coming out of my pocket, my gloves,' said Pam. "'Yes, it will,' said her mother. "'But it can't be helped. "'I'm not going to have you losing a fourth pair of gloves. "'Now go and hang up your things.' Pam's mother did as she said. She sewed little buttons inside Pam's coat pockets, buttoned a length of tape onto them, and sewed the gloves to the end of the tape. Now, even if Pam forgot to put them into her pocket, it didn't matter. They would hang safely down on the tapes. Well, Pam went off to school that afternoon feeling cross. She knew the other children would tease her about the gloves on tapes, and they did she sulked all the way home and stamped crossly into the house wipe your feet called her mother they must be very dirty on a day like this well what about your gloves did you bring them back safely this time yes mummy said Pam sulkily they're on my hands look i kept them on all the way home you needn't have taped them on like that everyone laughed at me well you shouldn't have been so careless dear said her mother Now, hang up your things. Where's your scarf? Would you believe it? Pam hadn't got her scarf. There was her hat, there was her coat, and her gloves, of course, but no scarf. I must have left it at school, she said in a small voice. There now, said her mother, that shows how careless you are, doesn't it? Go back at once and get it. Pam ran back and halfway there she found it, lying by the roadside in the mud. Oh dear, it must have fallen off without her knowing it. She ran back quickly, wanting her tea. I hadn't left it at school, she said. It just dropped off, that's all. Here it is. It's a bit muddy, I'm afraid. Her mother looked at it grimly. A bit muddy? It's black! Very well, Pam. When it's washed and dry, you can wear it again. But I shall pin it to your coat in future. Then it can't drop off again. Oh, Mummy, I can't go to school with taped gloves and a pinned-on scarf, wailed Pam. But it wasn't a bit of good talking to her mother like that. If her mother said a thing, she meant it. So next day off went Pam to school with her gloves taped to her pockets and her scarf pinned to her coat. It was a very warm day and she huffed and panted. How she wished she could take off her scarf, but she didn't dare to unpin it. It was such a lovely day that the teacher let all the children out early. Go and play in the field, said Miss Brown. You've all worked hard this morning and you deserve a little extra play. So out they all went into the field. Let's play rounders," said John. Come on, pick sides. So they picked sides and they began to play. But before two minutes had gone by, they were all much too hot. Oh, gracious, we'll have to take off our hats and coats, said um, Kenneth. Pile them over there on this old tree stump. So coats and hats were quickly thrown over the old stump and the children began to play again. It was fun in the warm autumn sun. A bell rang suddenly. It was from the school. That's for the bus children, cried John. My word, is that the bus coming now? We'll have to hurry. All the bus children snatched up hats and coats and ran for the bus. Pam didn't have to catch the bus, so she didn't go with them. But she suddenly remembered something. Gracious, Mummy told me to be sure and come home early today because we're going to see Granny's new house, she thought. And it's later than usual now. I must run. She ran to the gate slipped through it and rushed home. She quite forgot her coat and other things and she was so warm that she didn't miss them at all. She ran in panting. Mother was in the kitchen serving up the lunch. She called to Pam. Pam, it's late, dear. Take off your things quickly and wash your hands. Bring me your gloves to let me see if they're clean enough to go to Granny's Inn. Pam looked at her hands. But of course, she had no gloves on. Oh dear, were they in her pocket then? She couldn't have lost them because they were buttoned into each pocket. But she had no pockets because she had no coat. She stood still quite bewildered. She put her hand up to her neck. No scarf either. Oh goodness, what had happened? Her mother came in carrying a hot dish. She looked at Pam. Did you hear me say I wanted to look at your gloves, she said. Where are they? In your coat pocket? My word, you have got your things off quickly. Mummy, f- said Pam, her face bright red. I haven't got my clothes, gloves or my scarf. I, I... What do you mean, said her mother, putting the dish down. I pinned your scarf to your coat and unbuttoned your gloves into your pockets. Don't be silly. Pam didn't know what to say. She was wondering about her things. Could she really have come home without them? Don't stand there staring, child, said her mother sharply. Lunch is waiting and we've got a bus to catch. Fetch your coat and get your gloves out of the pockets. Mummy, I haven't got my coat. I, well... ''I forgot it,'' said Pam. ''And my hat too?'' Her mother stared at her in amazement. ''Pam, you forgot your coat with the scarf and gloves fastened to it and your hat. How could you have forgotten them?'' ''Well, we all went to play rounders in the field and we were too hot so we took off our things and when I ran home because I was late, I left them all behind,'' said Pam. Poor Pam, all in a rush. Well, you'll just have to go and get them then, said her mother, and either you will have to go without your lunch or I shall have to go to granny's without you. What am I to do with you? Shall I pin your hat to your head and your coat to your back? Pam ran off crying. She was ashamed and upset because she knew how careless she was. To think she could leave everything behind. She ran to the field. She ran to the old tree stump, but it was empty except for green ivy leaves growing all over it. Not a single coat or hat was left there. Pam looked in horror. Someone must have come away along and stolen it. Whatever would mummy say now? It was a new school coat. Only bought that term. Had she enough money in her money box to buy another? Perhaps somebody found my things and took them to the police station, thought Pam at last. People are supposed to take thing- anything they find to the police. I'll go and ask. She was rather scared of going to the police station, but she did so hope to find her things there. So up the steps she went and walked timidly into the room where two policemen sat busily writing. They were very surprised to see Pam. Pam stammered out what she had come for. Please, has somebody brought my things, she said. The bigger policeman of the two shook his head. No, nothing's been brought in, miss. We'll let you know if they are. My word, what well, that was a careless thing to do, wasn't it? To leave the whole lot behind. And you've got to remember something else, miss, said the other policeman solemnly. Supposing we find that a tramp has stolen them or somebody else that came by and we catch them. You wouldn't like to think somebody had been sent to prison because you'd been careless enough to leave your clothes for him to steal, would you? This was a most alarming thought. Pam wouldn't say a word. She went home very sad indeed. As she went down the road, the bus passed her and there was mummy in it. She had waited and waited for Pam and hadn't been able to wait any longer. Pam was so upset that she went down into the back garden, sat in the fork of the old apple tree and cried. She'd lost her lunch, lost the treat of going to see Granny's new house, besides losing her clothes as well. She stayed out in the garden for a long time, miserable and cross with herself. Then she felt cold and went slowly indoors. A smell of burning came to her nose. She ran into the kitchen. Oh dear, oh dear, Mummy had left her lunch warming up in the oven and everything in the dish was frizzled brown. To think she could have had her lunch after all. Then she caught sight of something very peculiar. Indeed, something that made her stare and stare. Her hat and coat were hanging on their usual peg. Her scarf was there too. And her gloves peeped out of the pockets. What a very, very strange thing. Did I come home in them after all? Pam thought. Did I? I must have done. Oh, how forgetful I am. No wonder Mummy gets so cross with me. Whatever can I do to show her I'm not as bad as she thinks? Well, you should have seen how busy Pam was after that. She took down her mother's sewing basket and mended every pair of socks there and mended them well too. She went to her mother's linen basket and pulled out hankies and vests and a blouse of her own and she washed them beautifully. Out on the line they all went. Then she went to look in the shed. That was her. There was her father's bicycle and her mother's too, both rather dirty. She got clo cloths and dusters and she cleaned those two bicycles till they shone she was very hungry because she'd had no lunch should she get herself some tea it was very late now about half past five how she wished she'd been to granny's and had one of granny's glorious teas a large slice of real chocolate cake egg sandwiches homemade ginger biscuits and perhaps a warm jam tart made her feel very hungry to think of such a good idea, good tea. She heard somebody coming in at the front door. Could it possibly be her mother coming home so early? She flew out to see, and it was. I came home early because I knew you'd be all alone, said mother. I passed you in the bus. Did you see me? Yes, mummy, said Pam. I was awfully silly. I went down to the garden and cried, and when I got back to the house, the lunch that you left was all frizzled up, so I couldn't eat it. Mummy, I must have come home with my things after all, because look, they're hanging on their usual peg. Yes, I know, said Mother. I put them there. Kind little Jane brought them home for you, and you'd just gone off to find them. You didn't hear me calling you back. Why were you gone so long? Pam told her about the police station. I'm glad nobody stole my things, she said, feeling happier. I wouldn't like to feel that somebody was in prison for stealing, just because I was careless enough to leave my things in the field for them to take. What's that washing on the line? said Mother, suddenly seeing it out of the window. Oh, I did want to show you I'm not as bad as you think, Mummy, said Pam. So I did your bits of washing and I mended the socks and I've cleaned the bicycles. Well... Now I know you're better than I ever imagined, said Mother pleased. And look what I've brought you from Granny. She opened a big paper bag and set out egg sandwiches on the table, six ginger biscuits, a most enormous slice of chocolate cake and two little jam tarts. Dear old Granny sent them for you, she said. I said no, I wasn't going to take anything home to such a careless naughty girl. But Granny said I might find a good one when I got in. And she was right. Pam was so pleased. She sat down and began to eat hungrily. Listen, Mummy, she said when she had finished, you don't need to pin my scarf on any more, or tape my gloves to my pockets. I've turned over a new leaf, a huge new leaf, and you can trust me now. And her mother at once unpinned the scarf and snipped the tape of the gloves. Wasn't that nice of her? She felt sure that Pam was telling the truth. She was, of course, She's now the most dependable little girl you ever saw. (laughs) So how many of you are like Pam? Hmm, I have a son who's like that. He forgets everything. Um, He'll go out uh, to play and he'll forget to bring things back. He will go to school and... uh, he will go to school immaculately dressed, trousers, shirt um, and everything, his hair all nice. When that child comes out of school, his trousers are on inside out and back to front. His shirt's on inside out. His um, hair looks like he's been pulled through a hedge backwards. Honestly, Um He's a bit like Pam, definitely very forgetful. <laughs> I always call him my mad professor, um, because he's very clever but very very forgetful. Anyway, I expect a lot of you are like that. So, um, I hope that you all have an amazing day. Um, and if you're in Australia and New Zealand, celebrate Anzac Day, and. I will see you all again tomorrow. Enjoy looking for fingerprints. (laughs) And I will see you all again tomorrow, okay? Take care, stay safe. Bye for now.